Welcome to Inside Games, the only gaming news show brave enough to remind you that companies are not your friend. Yeah, it's always a grim reminder because it always happens when bad news happens. That's the way it goes. Uh, this week's a perfect example. Bungie shocked the video game world by announcing that it's cutting around 100 jobs. That's a lot of people. Uh, such headlines are frustratingly common this year in 2023, especially when we're absolutely drowning in amazing game releases. Uh, and analysts predict an industry return to growth after 2022's post-pandemic retraction. Yeah, that could be why Bungie is just the last straw for a lot of folks. It seems that out of every company that should be laying off right now, Bungie's last on the list. Uh, but we'll get to all that in a bit. Yeah, as far as the news goes, we had to balance things out by having our most delightful reporter cover our least delightful news. Charlotte, if you would. Being this charming is a blessing and a curse. You know, on one side, people open a lot of doors for me. On the other, I'm still 30 yards away from the movie theater. <laughs> Starting last week, we saw multiple employees posting on X that they were let go. CEO Pete Parsons reportedly told the remaining employees this week that the layoffs were mostly due to Destiny 2 underperforming over the past year, with pre-orders for the upcoming expansion The Final Shape being lower than expected. Oh, and Bungie's next game, the PvP sci-fi extraction shooter Marathon, has also been delayed until 2025 after having been in development since 2019. Ugh, jobs cut, delays, that's pretty much bad news all around. Thanks for shouldering that weight, Charlotte. Got a strong back. Been working on my lats. Nice. Good job. Uh, here's the thing, though. Bungie just got acquired for $3.7 billion by Sony last year. Hmm. So how in the hell could they not break off any of that $3.7 billion just to cover the 100 employee salaries? That is a good question, Bruce, especially when you really would like to believe that a studio as venerated as Bungie still has a soul kicking around in there somewhere. Ah, the desperate search for a corporate soul. <laughs> that always goes really well, doesn't it? Uh, we'll go over all the details and see how it's looking after a quick word from today's sponsor, Zenless Zone Zero. The next game from Hoyoverse is almost here. Zenless Zone Zero is an urban action RPG from the same makers as Genshin Impact and Honkai Star Rail, and you can sign up for the upcoming closed beta 2 on their website right now. Now, what is Zenless Zone Zero? Well, if Genshin is sort of high fantasy and Honkai Star Rail is more science fiction, then aesthetically Zenless is sort of right in the middle. It also features action animation to produce a thrilling and fluent combat experience, which, as far as I can tell, kind of looks like an ARPG, but edited like a TikTok video. It's actually pretty cool looking, and I can't wait for games to look like that. Don't be intimidated by the swirling cameras, though. Hoyoverse says that thanks to a redesigned action system, the game is easy to learn and enjoy for newcomers while remaining challenging for veteran players. It's also cross-platform because we've suffered enough. Closed Beta 2 will be available for PC and mobile, but the final release will be cross-platform for PC, mobile, and consoles. So get on board early, ground floor, register now for the second Closed Beta to experience the captivating world of Zenless Zone Zero. Just go to zenless.hoyoverse.com, click the sign up now button button on the bottom left corner to start the sign-up process. From there, either log in or create an account, choose your platform, and complete the survey to sign up for the beta. Now, it's important to note here, you won't be entered until you finish the survey, so don't stop until you see this screen. And enter a world of slick fashion and thumping future funk. Thank you, Zenless Zone Zero, for the sponsorship. Thank you for the support, Zenless. Getting back to the story at hand, though, we're just wondering how Bungie had to lay off almost 100 employees just one year after getting acquired for $3.7 billion 
dollars. Any hints from the executives, Charlotte? Yeah, the topic is weirdly unaddressed in an ex-post from Bungie CEO Pete Parsons. He makes himself sound like a sad bystander instead of, you know, the CEO that made that decision, which led to a pretty brutal ratio. Parsons posted, today is a sad day at Bungie as we say goodbye to colleagues who have all made a significant impact on our studio. What these exceptional individuals have contributed to our games and Bungie culture has been enormous and will continue to be a part of Bungie long into the future. What a weird post. <laughs> All that really makes clear is that Bungie isn't throwing Sony under the bus. Uh, not that they would, even if Sony were the cause, they just bought them. Yeah, right. You can't you can't stab your boss in the back that quickly. Yeah, as part of that, the acquisition last year explicitly described Bungie as an independent subsidiary of Sony. So all signs point to this being a Bungie decision. The whole deal left Bungie employees feeling kind of betrayed by their employer who apparently sprung these layoffs on staffers just out of the blue. One employee told IGN that they were assured repeatedly by Bungie after they were acquired that there wouldn't be layoffs which, of course, is pretty common after a big acquisition. Yeah, but in this case, a Sony financial report claimed that a significant chunk of the acquisition, $1.2 billion, was going explicitly towards staff retention. Oh, and Bungie also went on a hiring spree after being acquired last year. Even as recently as August of this year, Bungie was announcing that it was hiring new remote workers. And they just finished building a brand new headquarters in Bellevue, Washington that was twice the size of their old offices. What the hell? <laughs> Spending all sorts of money. What the? Uh, anyways, it uh, sure seems like there may have been more factors than just Destiny 2's performance that caused the layoffs. Hey. What do we know, though? We're not Pete Parsons. We weren't acquired for $3.7 billion. Who can say? It's a, it's a big riddle. Whatever the reason, though, Bungie's obviously done a pretty big U-turn when it comes to its staffing, and that's pissed a lot of people off. The layoffs affected a range of departments, including the community team, art, engineering, recruiting, legal, audio, QA, creative studios, and IT. Uh, they happened across both the Destiny 2 and Marathon teams. Those impacted are reportedly getting a minimum of three months of severance. Uh, that sucks. I... <laughs> Severance, cool, I guess, but it still sucks. Um, and it's it's sadly common these days, right, Charlotte? Yeah, this has been part of an absolutely brutal 2023 for gaming industry workers. More than 6,100 gaming jobs have been cut this year, with the peak coming in September as 17 companies issued layoffs. The leader with seven rounds of layoffs this year was the giant holding company Embracer Group, whose companies include THQ Nordic, PlayOn, Saber Interactive, Gearbox, and Crystal Dynamics, just to name a few. <sighs> Embracer released Dead Island 2 this year, and it was reasonably well-received, but the company's overall fortunes have taken a downturn. They announced a restructuring plan in June after a mysterious $2 billion contract fell through. Yeah, EA had six rounds of layoffs this year many of which were from their QA department in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Unity had two rounds of layoffs this year, one in January and another in May, with 900 people let go. Uh, Epic Games axed 830 employees, or 16% of its workforce a few weeks ago. Amazon cut 535 jobs, most of whom were Twitch staffers. What is happening? Even the game's media is affected. The escape is detonated this week when former editor-in-chief Nick Calandra posted that he'd been fired from the publication for not achieving goals. The rest of the escape staff and contributors publicly resigned shortly thereafter, bringing an end to a 16-year run of their most popular show, Zero Punctuation, from Yahtzee Croshaw. The larger picture for the industry is that analysts are still expecting it to grow over the next several years, but expectations from Wall Street have cooled off somewhat. 
since the heady days of the pandemic when everyone was stuck at home playing Animal Crossing and Fall Guys and Doom and all sorts of stuff. I guess broadly, this is sort of the retraction from that surge. Um, what's interesting is the tech industry in general has seen layoffs in recent years. In 2023, more than a thousand tech companies cut a total of 240,000 jobs. Man, that's insane. Uh, the similarities are uncomfortable, which begs the question, are gaming companies tech companies? Do we think of gaming companies as tech companies and do they act that way? I don't think they can just be tech companies. I think it's obviously like something like this is big in industry and diverse in industry. It's a nuanced question. But when you have like, it's it's tough because like obviously games are, are deeply technical from start to finish and the way they're made and the way they're experienced, but also like they're also art. And to apply the same expectations you may from, say, like, uh, the tech world with, uh, like, a cloud software or, or micro-mobility, which, by the way, doesn't make any money. It's buoyed by VC stuff. It, you can't, like, just this... It's like with the escapist, with not meeting expectations. The, 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 the obsession with growth in, you know, capitalism in general, is it, it just falls apart when you apply it to a product that is meant to provide artistic value you know i see something like what Re the games remedy makes which like alan wake is is pretty big but like i don't they're not like blockbusters it's not call of duty but also like apples and oranges i just it just sucks because i saw like the destiny composer was one of the people laid off and 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 that's oh that sucks i just yeah i i i mean like obviously there's tech factors to it but like i hate to see it treated um so coldly i uh, yeah absolutely agree it's i the larger these companies get, generally, if, the, if they're publishers like EA or Embracer or whatever, the more they act like tech companies and the more they do this expanding and contracting dance that honestly we've all been a part of uh, just personally. Um, and I've been seeing now for 20 years and I just don't understand. Like there are other businesses that operate not that way. They actually operate well, um, but they're. It, it, it seems to be just a factor of if you become a billion dollar company, you have to start doing this. And I, what I don't understand is the very first thing, every single one of these executives should be taking pay cuts. They should be getting paid a dollar for the year or whatever. Now, I think Pete Parsons and the executives at Bungie did take a pay cut or whatever. They didn't take their bonuses or something like that. But honestly, they should be reaching into their pockets first uh, before anybody loses their job like the destiny composer yeah the fact that they were hiring that recently um and then also doing layoffs <laughs> yeah i know that's kind of what i see is it almost seems like a lot of game companies once they hit a certain size they start to churn staff on purpose or they just create jobs that are meant to churn because they don't lead anywhere career-wise or promotion-wise so it seems like the games industry has always treated its workers as disposable and replaceable um just in terms of a product though, Charlotte, to kind of what you were saying, I'm just grateful now that there are still develop developers like Remedy that can get a decent budget to put some oomph behind their artistic vision because for a while it was looking like the only games that would get budget were the games of service kind of tech platforming sort of things. Yeah, apps. Yeah. <laughs> only the games that will generate infinite money get any kind of budget and the rest is like double a indie pixel art or lower at least there are layers of the industry now where there are businesses willing to make a decent profit on a decent game um but yeah when you get up into like the call of duty tiers of stuff and the destiny tiers 
I think if a game is meant to operate forever, it definitely is, is seen like you feed in content and revenues fall out. And the artistry of that content content doesn't really matter. All that matters is engagement. Yeah, that's a great point, Lawrence. Um, hey, you know what, though? It's because of you patrons. We have an Inside Games Patreon. And it's because of you patrons that we've never had to do layoffs. We've never had to lay me off. I thought for sure I was on the chopping block uh, this Christmas. Oh, yeah, you were, by the way. I had to, I had to have some uncomfortable conversations to... To keep you on board. I passed up my bonus. I passed my bonus up. That was the uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank you so much, Charlotte. Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. Normally, we do snarky titles here. But honestly, this this topic about layoffs, people losing their jobs, 240,000 people losing their jobs, is a little too close to joke about that specifically. So thank you, patrons, very much. Uh, Christian Morgan Anderson, Evan S. Compton, Ryan Dareberry, and Kyle Heaton. Yeah, we both take a lot of pride in providing accurate and, most importantly, brave games industry coverage. Uh, but we also, I, I'm equally proud of creating work in games media for folks along the way in doing that. So, and again, our patrons are a huge part of that. So thank you, Christopher Glavin, Brian Cosner, Crab Foam, and Charles Gard. Mm-hmm.